Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. This show is produced by the Powell Group, the leading business consulting firm in the game industry. Visit us online at IndieGame.Business to get your free pass to our next digital event coming December 8th, 9th, and 10th, where you'll have more great sessions you can participate in for free and inexpensive passes to our industry-leading digital business-to-business meeting system. Also, make sure to donate to Extra Life. We've got a link down below in the description, or you can even join the Indie Game Business Extra Life team. That link is down in the description as well. Here we go, Indie Game Business. Indie Game Business has one of the longest running digital event series in the gaming industry with hundreds of publishers, investors, developers, and tech companies to meet with. All the sessions are always free to watch forever, and you can get a free pass to receive all the slide decks from all the speakers. The tickets for meetings start just at $50. Go to IndieGame.Business and use the code IGBPODCAST to get 20% off your ticket. Welcome to Indie Game Business. We are here today with Alina Arpanen. I hope I didn't butcher that too horribly there. Uh, she's the CEO of QuickSafe, and they do chat games. It's a very new, interesting, and emerging market that even I'm anxious to hear a little bit about. So welcome to the show, and let's start where we always start. Tell us how you got into the industry in the first place, and then walk us through your career up until this point. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me here. It's uh, it's great to be here. Um, yeah, sure. So um, uh, I've been in the industry for sixteen years now. Uh, basically, I started in the gaming industry straight from the from the university where I studied computer science. I guess going into computer science in the first place uh, was uh, uh, was a bit of a surprising thing for me because in the, in the I, I wasn't uh, a person who was coding since uh, since being a kid and uh, and all that. But uh, I got interested in the early internet days. Uh, actually, I got interested in the in the chat rooms and uh, the kind of social places that were uh, becoming available uh, in the in the World Wide Web. That was a fairly new thing at the at the end of nineties. Um, so, um, so yeah, that got me interested in, in the social aspect and the kind of emotional aspect of what you can do with these computers. So I went into studying that and kind of during the studies, it was, uh, kind of becoming clear to me that it's going to be games. I've been playing games since, since I was a kid and, and we, we did have the, the, the early consoles and everything, uh, back at home. So it, it but it wasn't clear to me since like, uh, <laughs> since a kid that I wanted would do that, but it kind of, uh, crystallized. Uh, over the years and my first job was at digital chocolate uh, with programming actually 
But uh, then I uh, kind of uh, moved on to leading the teams and I founded my first own company in 2010. So that's already 10 years ago. And with that company already, we were doing doing actually games that were really social. They were 3D games uh, where you would walk around with your character and you, you would have to talk with the other games uh, players' characters in order to advance the plotline. So actually with the first company, we were doing kind of social stories, multiplayer stories that you would, uh, you would kind of act and play through with the fellow players. But we wanted to take those concepts to mobile because we thought that the audience that we were looking up, uh, looking for would be more uh, more on the mobile. And it was at the end of 2014 that we uh, realized that all these messaging apps had arrived. And those were places where you would be uh, happily typing on your phone because at that time, games on mobile were aiming to be like a simple uh, swiping uh, or like very um, easy to use user interface. And we were worried that there, a lot of typing would be a problem, but not in the messaging apps. So we actually started already like six years ago to approach different apps on like uh, who would distribute our games for us. And they were interested, but it was kind of too early because they were not really doing it. Except then we ran into uh, Balringo, or, or they found us, and Balringo was a foreigner because they were already running a business having game bots in their um, in their messaging app. Uh, it's a British uh, British uh, a social app, and um, uh, in 2015 uh, we ended up, uh, or, or they ended up acquiring our company because they wanted to uh, strengthen their uh, game uh, business within their app. So during that time, uh, we also introduced uh, an HTML5 component for that. Uh, the, the application uh, started to have an HTML5 component, so uh, the, the, it became quite close to what's now also happening with, with the chat games. And, and that was a very good time because we had a very active audience who was really looking forward to play all the games that we just had the time to, to put out and, and, and develop for that audience. But then uh, later on, uh, in 2017, we saw that uh, the market was kind of becoming bigger. Um, Facebook had just at the very end of 2016, Facebook started the, the closed beta for instant games. And we kind of, uh, at the early 2017, we realized that, hey, this is, this is now happening. And, and we, we got interested. And, and that's when we founded Big Save Interactive. And, and it's, it's pretty much the same founding group. At least the three, three of us were already that we are founded. The, the founders of QuickSafe were already founding the, the previous company as well. So we've, we've been together also uh, building these companies quite a while now. And so together we started uh, this new company. And the aim has been all the time and still is to define this new market sector. And in the beginning, we were already betting that, okay, it's going to start with Facebook, but there's going to be others who join. And now there's at least at least eight social apps currently offering in integrated gameplay. So the thing is that the game is happening inside the app. It's, uh, it's nothing you download and install separately. So, and this is, this is fascinating to me. So how do the games usually work? Are they all narrative-based games or walk us through one or two examples of the, of the kinds of stuff that you all do. Yeah, yeah. So, so they can actually 
be anything because it's it's now HTML5. Like the very early games that we did at the uh, at Palringo, which was the the acquiring company, um, they were more like text based. So there was text and image in the chat, uh, and and you 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 had to you know the interface was uh, uh, was a bit like what's happening with the Discord. Uh, games now that that you have to give commands and, and that's a bit cumbersome because uh, it creates a lot of spam because users are seeing everyone else's commands yeah. and so so when, once you kind of obfuscate all that spamminess with with a graphical interface uh, your your opportunities to do anything grow much bigger so how it works now is like within this app for example in Facebook they have a gaming tab within the Facebook main app. So if you go to the gaming tab, you see uh, you see a name and icon for the, a lot of the games and you can click that and it'll open it up in a web view. So it's it's like a, uh, a little browser inside Facebook. And so that's the space that you can use. It's usually um, uh, vertical, uh, like you usually keep the phone in the upright position. You can also uh, make a horizontal game. But uh, most of the instant games are using it on, on a vertical. So, so you just um, uh, you can have anything. There, there are you know mastery games. There's uh, uh, merger, merger <laughs> games. There's there's anything. Um, we've done um, uh, yeah, a bunch of different type of games as well. There's there's quite a lot of hyper casual, but it doesn't have to be hyper casual. Like uh, uh, you can do deeper gameplay um, as well. So how do they how do they usually monetize? So, what's the model behind them? Yeah. So, um, actually, the monetization—if we look at like user acquisition, retention, and monetization—monetization is the closest to the to the familiar mobile games because that's basically ads, video ads, and uh, and in-app purchases. So you can have both. Um, the ads are interstitials and rewarded ads, the same as in mobile app stores. And uh, the in-app purchases, there's the only uh, difference there that the in-app purchases work on the Android and web, so they don't work on the iOS uh, app. And that's because of the Apple's restrictions of having App Store within an app. Yeah. So, uh, but the, the shares are the same, like a developer gets 70% of, uh, of the revenue. Uh, on Android, Google takes 30, and on the web, Facebook takes 30, um, so that's the same as on the mobile app store. So actually, what's happening is that people are optimizing the gameplay and the economies for the Android users quite often, and then the iOS users, they get the rewarded ads, or they, they have to go to web to make a purchase. So uh, so yeah, that's, 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 that's a bit different, but, uh, but like game, um, game design-wise, you can design the, the economies and the monetizations in a very similar way. And when I mentioned that there are there are many apps out there, so uh, it's it does vary a little bit from app to app whether they are more emphasizing the ad monetization or in-app monetization. But most of them, the big ones like like WeChat as well, and or the or the WeContact and OK in, in Russia, they and Viber, they have both. So they have both there. You refer. I mean, they're all they are referred to as chat games. But it's like while you were talking, I just pulled up like Rambo on, and it's it's not chat games. It, like you said, it's it's HTML five. It's played in a chat window, but it's a straight up video game, and, and that's what I think is almost like a misnomer about it because you you know, and I assumed, like I said, this is part of the reason mm -hmm. 
I'm glad you're here because I have tons of questions about this. But, you know, you assume that it is, you know, here's some social stuff that we're doing. You know, te it's text based, it's narrative based, it's it's story, but it's not. It's like full blown, you know, not 3D, but, you know, full blown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. The Rumble, Rumble Last Click. That's one of our games <laughs> we did uh, with the uh, with the IP license from Lionsgate Games. So yeah, that's that's one of the games we've done. It's a it's a clicker, um, clicker shooter, um, and uh, yeah. So they they can be can be anything. Uh, one thing that we are quite mindful when we uh, when we design the games is that we usually think of the design. From the still from the platform's perspective, like what kind of games would fit this social environment, because a key component of the game has to be something social. Of course, like a leaderboard is a very easy thing to do. Like you can you can have a leaderboard of points and like try to compete with your friends, but you can go a bit deeper than that. Like how would you? Uh, how do you play together against a, a boss? Uh, a boss level, or how do you? Uh, uh, kind of play in a group, or do you attack your friend's base, or do you help them to to grow their garden, or whatever? There can be multiple ways to um, to kind of interact, and that's very important because in this platform there is a chance, a, a higher chance for uh, kind of organic or viral growth for the game, because the people are in the uh, in their social graph. They are with it. They, they they have their friends there. So. They're obviously due to privacy limitations. Like we don't, as a developer, we don't see a lot about the user. Like we actually get like a user ID. That's that's kind of obfuscating a lot of it. But but the, but the player themselves, they would see if their friend is playing the same game. So we can display them, like what your friends are doing in the game, like where they are uh, in the world map, or or what's what, what's going on with with your friends. So uh, so that's very powerful and. You know, because technically HTML5 nowadays has advanced a lot. If you look at what HTML5 games have been in the past ten years, it's actually you can you can on a, on the production quality, you it's possible to be kind of on parity on par with the uh, with the App Store, and uh, and thus there has been a lot of companies that have tried to like okay, hey, what if we have a successful game in the App Store? We just technically port it to HTML5 and we try to put it in here. Will it work? The answer is might might work, might not, <laughs> because because if, if the if the game on the app store doesn't have any social elements, like if there's nothing to, to share to your friends or nothing to kind of uh, play together, it's it probably doesn't work as well. Um, yeah. So yeah. Are, are there are there certain genres that you're seeing do better now? Obviously, they like you said, it, there needs to be that aspect of. I can share this, I can play with them, I can share my success or my scores or, or whatever. But, you know, along the lines of puzzle games, you know, I, I would doubt hidden object games are, are going to work in that little screen. But, you know, puzzle games, the hyper casual stuff, the more action, what types of games, you know, from that genre wise, lend themselves best to the platforms? Yeah, it, it it depends a bit on the on the platform's uh, audience. Obviously, like who's there in the platform. Uh, like if we look at uh, uh, Facebook Instant Games, uh, I know I know a lot of companies that are actually targeting uh, older women because they they feel that those are an active group in Facebook and and they they like to play games there and and that's a that's a kind of a, a 
well monetizing audience to, to reach out to. So then you would do sunrise that fit that um, category of people. Uh, then again, if you if you go to Snapchat, Snapchat has a bit younger audience, uh, and then that would kind of uh, guide what what kind of a um, uh, genre is, is good fit for the platform. I I'd say that uh, Facebook and WeChat just because of the sheer size, like Facebook has two billion users and and WeChat has a billion users, so so you you can actually find different uh, kind of a audiences within there and uh, and and that's the key to kind of a, a capture a, an audience that will then voluntarily share and and kind of like uh, uh, increase your uh, your user base uh, and, and and there's a keyword that i mentioned actually voluntarily i don't know if you remember uh, most people do that 10 years ago there was the era of facebook games like, oh, yeah. uh, like when, when Tunga was born for example they, they were these canvas games it's it's a bit different uh technically uh how it's done and and, and it, it it was a big thing but there was big companies born but it also got quite annoying like everyone's facebook feed got filled up with this these requests that uh, i cannot advance in this game unless you give me five apples right now mm -hmm. so, so so people were spamming it and and uh, facebook has learned from that so now uh that kind of a sharing uh to their feed uh cannot be incentivized so you cannot block things from the game until you share you can incentivize certain other things you can incentivize uh like a direct friend invite so sending something in the messenger that can be kind of incentivized that if you uh, for example if it's a turn-based game like there's a uh there are certain uh, like uh i don't know eight ball pool is also in instant games and if you pay, play that you actually cannot play a pool game without your friend making the turn so 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 in that sense uh, you cannot advance unless you invite your friend and that can be done but if you look at the facebook feed itself um we it's it's kind of technically not possible to to have you like force you to share something but if we look at people like what are they doing in social media they are there to share and socialize and and like each other's things so so people actually do willingly share things if you give them something that is worthwhile to share so that is something um also within the design of the game like would you is there something that is that is worthwhile um for some people it works to kind of brag about scores but a lot of people that doesn't people don't don't just share if it's a simple score but they might share some other kind of an achievement or or their their, their customized uh, character or, or or even like something that is uh uh that is kind of has has their face on it and then <laughs> then it's yeah. kind of like customizing your your yourself and and that can be uh, uh something to share so when we see new markets like this emerge and so what it's interesting that the same thing holds true on the different chat platforms that holds true on pc games console games consoles and pcs and have different audiences and, and so you have to basically aim your title and, and what you're doing at, at the correct one and so that's interesting this, the same thing exists in the social game i mean in the in these chat games we typically see it's almost like if the bar for a game is right here in on one platform, the major platform, and then another platform comes out, then for some reason it starts out with these very simple crappy games and mm -hmm. they catch up mm -hmm. pretty quick. Yeah. How, I mean, with something like this that only really started gaining, like you said, the, a lot of the traction with HTML5's advances, 
how quickly do you see, you know, this going up to the point where we're looking at, you know, cross-platform games and, you know, really deep experiences just within the these chat games? Uh, it is definitely maturing and uh, WeChat is currently leading. So WeChat has the highest number of like uh, uh, very high quality games already, like that go uh, go into very deep, uh, deep meta games and, and, and kind of character development. And, and, and so that's, um, and, I, and I do believe WeChat is, is currently leading on the monetization side as well. So Asia has a bit of an edge over the, over the Western platforms currently. Um, and I do see, like, that's that's what we are now working on is, like, to be a multi-platform company that we, our games can be on, on multiple uh, messaging applications or social apps. Um, whether there will be a lot of games that go um, both messaging apps and mobile, yes, that's, that's uh, uh, there, there are some already that have a version of, uh, or even the very same game on mobile and, uh, and in instant game. Um, beyond that, I think it's going to take a bit longer time to have like a game that is a <laughs> game that is on a console and and, and uh, instant games, but uh, um, not, not unthinkable. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, uh, I, I was on a board call, a, a, an investor call earlier this week, and they were talking about mobile games, and that was actually one. Of, I was I was on the panel, but I turned around and said, "Okay, I have a question for the rest of us on the panel." And you know, we were talking about Genshin Impact and how. To this point, we've not seen a mobile game that has that level of depth. I mean, it's compared to Breath of the Wild in terms of scope and, and well, graphics and all that, that stuff too. But that's a very recent, you know, emergence that something like that has come out. And so, my question to the rest of the panelists was like, you know, how is that going to affect? Are we going to see more of these? And you know, that's the big question when it comes to everything now is cross-platform play and cross-play. It's like, can I be playing a game on mobile or console or PC and then pick up my phone while I'm out, you know, on the train or wherever and play a different version of it or do something to add to it? I mm -hmm. mean, are, are the are the levers and all the development hooks in there to allow for that sort of stuff? Uh, yeah, that's, that's actually a good question because right now, um, a lot of the platforms, for example, Facebook, they don't allow you to link outside the game right now because their worry has been that developers would not take this platform seriously, that they would only make like teaser games. Like, mm -hmm. hey, play the game here and then actually go to There's App Store. And download, you know, yeah. Yes, go, then go to App Store to download your game and then actually play there and, and play it there. And and that's, that's not allowed. So you cannot link outside. But what is allowed, like this... Um, uh, for example, uh, Thug Life is a game that has, uh, uh, they are sharing, if, if you link your mobile game to uh, uh, to Facebook, like if you log in with Facebook to, to the mobile game, you can actually share your progress between the instant game and, and the mobile game. So so in that sense, some, some interoperability is there. And definitely you can have like a... a uh, a different version, maybe not tracking the same progress or, or the, you know, you can, uh, you can do something that is, uh, is maybe affecting the world or some, some, some ways. Cause you can, with instant games as well, like you can have your own, uh, own backend and, uh, server side. So, um, of course that, that technically, uh, lends you to do, do certain things, but, um, but yeah, I, I'd say still, uh, most of the games in these social apps are, uh, even though if they appear in multiple social apps, you would still have your own 
progress and, and login in, in different apps. I think the first thing that will happen is that you will see people in, in a multiplayer game, you will see people playing against each other across apps. So there's, there's nothing really stopping us, like if you are playing a game uh, in, in Facebook, and if you are playing a game, let's say WeContact, which is a, a Facebook type app in Russia, very very popular there uh, that you would have an opponent that is uh, technically it's doable that you have an opponent that is playing on different platform and 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 uh, and then you play together um, um, but yeah yeah so uh, so it, it is still um, evolving space on like what are all the possibilities I love how spoiled we've become as gamers when we're like wait a minute I can't pick up the switch and just grab my phone and be on the same level that I was and that's just that, that's our world that we deal with now it's it's it really is it's becoming such a you know everywhere thing that people want to be able to play their game and, and have that cross save and all that kind of good stuff so i mean did you see in 2020 the same spike in users and revenue coming in thanks to you know, covid that, that the rest of the industry saw or how did how was last year different than normal um, well, I guess for our company, because our like uh, biggest launches actually happened uh, during the, the already the, the <laughs> pandemic, and, and and I think uh, that is something that was the same in mobile that the biggest uplift actually came for games that were already on top of the charts. charts. So so the, the biggest uh, uh, kind of um, COVID uplift was for something that was already familiar familiar and out there and people were just playing those games more and 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 so i don't think for us it had a lot of effect in to to either direction uh but uh, uh but yeah i would say that generally the play times must have increased but actually that is that is one thing about uh running the business on this this new area that there's less kind of public information available uh that's that's probably the most frustrating thing because uh, things like uh, App Annie have really spoiled us developers in like uh, um, being able to say like these are the top crossing games in this category and this is exactly like uh, how much money they are making and this is the user amounts and and this is the countries where they are popular and and you have so much data on the mobile app stores available and this is a new market and none of the big uh, kind of data trackers have really taken into, and it's, it's not so available either. Like it would be a, a big job to start like uh, some kind of a um, programs where developers would willingly give out their information so that you can uh, uh, kind of track and then make uh, very, uh, you know, uh, correct uh, extrapolations. So if these games in these categories are making this much, then we can, uh, with this, because the only public information, for example, for Facebook instant games is the MAU, like what is the monthly active users of each game at any given time. That's that's information basically public from the Facebook uh, interface. Because when you start to play, you will actually see like how many people even uh, the, the, the the games have. Well, it's it, it, it's kind of a it's kind of out there. But uh, but only like having the user amount does not tell you how much money it's making. Yeah. So like the full uh, like WeChat has published some um, uh, revenue numbers uh, on on certain categories. Like this category of games are making this much money. And what I what I hear is that there are games uh, that are making um, like for example over a million in instant games per month right now. So uh, does it make like a 
100 million euro success in a year yet but it's it's still for for a smaller studio that can be that can be nice money to get already um and and what is the what is the upper limit like what is the best games doing right now i i don't frankly like have you know it's it's not available i can i can just extrapolate like if i if i know like but this is uh, this is like uh, just communication within the within the scene like this uh, there's a you know a group of developers that are focused on this platform and and and, and so you hear hear things but it's, it's not like uh, verifiable and it's not official and so um so that's sometimes very frustrating uh, not to have that kind of a like full data like so what is the size of the business obviously the user amounts is public and and they are they they are big like there are games having uh, 100 million uh maus monthly so uh so yeah but how much that exactly is in money um i would i would guess pretty nice but <laughs> but but you know it, it's it's not uh uh yeah it's 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 you cannot say that the exact kpis will fit like if you have a mobile game with the same category with this many amaus you cannot say that it's going to be the exact same thing that's, that's uh, what i was yeah. going to ask it's like do the do the do the kpis break down do the percentages break down to be nearly the same i mean with regards to app annie and all of those things to be honest, they charge so much for that information. The vast majority of the developers can't afford to get it anyway. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there, there, there's, there's some some uh, that is available free. There's actually another service that is giving some some of it free as well. I I, I forget their name, but uh, but yeah, there's there's still still some. And then you know, every year there's companies that publish these uh, benchmark informations like yeah. like what were the retentions what were the day ones on average last year also i should i would i would give them a shout out here if i remember the name sorry i've, I've forgotten who's the oh god they, every every january about this time there's a new report on like what were the last year's uh, numbers in in general um so if i look at those even like the the, the freely available data that's on the mobile market um uh, it, it is different in in the uh, in the chat games area. Um, the user acquisition is actually uh, easier and cheaper. It's it's not just because um, there's more viral opportunity, but it's also like when we are we have been running ads for some of the games that we have. So if we have a Facebook ad for a game that is inside Facebook, um, then you know it's only it's basically two clicks to get into the game. You have to click um the ad and then you have to click this one blue button that says play because that pressing that blue button basically confirms that you agree for the for the terms and conditions of playing this game for the that, terms uh, and the conditions <laughs> and the new ones and yes everything else yes yes which basically it, it is actually as I said it's pretty strict like we, we don't get a lot of info as a developer of the of the person but the one thing that will happen is like their friends, if they are playing, they will see that they you play the same game. So among the friends that play this, that that happen to be in the same game, that information will be shared. So uh, so it's somewhat visible that you are playing um, if if you play these games. But um, uh, so once you press those, like you press the add and you press that button, you are in the game. So the funnel is much shorter. You don't have to go to App Store. You don't have to download. You don't have to install. Uh, and and so that's the the CPIs, the cost per install that we get for an ad. It's it's much cheaper than what I would expect on the mobile App Store. So so the user acquisition is is nice, but then the retention um, is harder because if we look at like people getting into the game. 
getting the, into the, the, the game so quickly, there's also not so much, uh, um, you know, evaluation. Like, is this really a thing? People just click, click, aha, uh -huh, this is not my thing. And so they go away and never to come back. So they're not invested, you know, they, yeah, they, they are not invested when, when they come in. So, so usually, you know, if you, um, and especially like, you know, if you buy a kind of a, a boxed gate that you pay money for and then it installs for half an hour and then you, and you go through the, you, you know, you're very invested in like going through this journey. So you will play a bit longer and your, your retention will be higher. But here it's, 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 it's they get so quickly into the game. And another thing is um, that it doesn't leave the very physical um, icon on your phone's desktop. So that's something that um, we can uh, do that on the Android if the user um, uh, wants to. Like on the Android, we can uh, we can suggest that hey, why don't you make a, a shortcut on your desktop, and then you have a shortcut to go straight into the game. But um, but here, what happens like with the retention and coming back is that also the social messages are a way to come back. So here we can see that some of the some of the KPR, KPIs are more uh, interlinked. Like if you have a good virality, good social features, it doesn't just help your user acquisition, it actually also helps your retention. Because seeing that your friend is playing the game will remind you that, hey, yeah, that's, that's actually a good game. I want to go back there and then click and you are back there. So um, so yeah, a lot of the KPIs, they, they work, uh, work a bit differently. I mean, and user acquisition is usually the biggest challenge and that, that gigantic barrier that keeps a lot of smaller developers out of the mobile space. In terms of how you advertise, is it is it different? I mean, obviously you said it's cheaper because you're getting people in there really, really quick, but you know, are there different techniques? Are there different ways that you have to advertise the games versus traditional mobile titles? Um, not, not really in the sense that, you know, it's the same, for example, in the Facebook side, it's the same Facebook ad interface that where you go and you create the ads. So you have a video or you have still images and it's the same, same tools to create the ad. Um, and you just, uh, put the kind of a play game button there and, and, you know, just clicking that in, you know, you go into the game. So, um, so yeah, but the, the but the ad dynamic itself is is very similar, and we haven't run ads on the other other platforms at this point. But I would expect it to be you know if you have a if you have a ad in the same platform where the product is, uh, it's it's very convenient flow for the users. And what comes to the KPIs also, uh, what we what we know is that they are quite different from one platform to another. For example. Uh, Facebook uh, has been, at least historically, in the couple of years now, it has, it has been more um, focused on the kind of new game discovery and not surfacing like the the played games or your kind of existing games as as uh, as much to you. Well, they do that as well, but it's but it's like if you don't know where to go in the gaming tab to look at your recently played games, and like if, if it's the first ever instant game that you play. And you go through in with uh, with an ad or with a with a friend's uh, message, uh, then you might not know where to find it in the gaming tab and 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 go back to like your recently played games. Whereas when I compare to the the B-tab interface, uh, the initial discovery is harder because there's no one place for me, at least as a Western 
uh, English language user. There's no one place for me in Vita to go and look like, oh, here are all the games. But once I have played a game, like through a friend referral, um, it goes into my like uh, very clear category, my my apps. And, and you know it kind of pops up there, and you know so it's really easy to to kind of go back to the game. So I would I would say and and you know that's at least what we haven't we don't have a game beta yet. I, I hope we did. We are we are gonna go there, but uh, but it's uh, uh, what they are what they're advertising for their like their uh, standard retention numbers. Um, they would seem to be higher than 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 what currently like most of the Facebook titles are having. Oh, I, uh, I think you are muted. Uh, for some reason, at least I can't. Uh... I don't even know how I did that. Um, <laughs> is this an area that you would recommend indie small developers to go into to try out? Or is it one of those that, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of research that goes into it. I mean, you can, even when you look at mobile games, your KPIs and, and all of this sort of stuff across Android and iOS are roughly the same, similar, but with all the different platforms and all the different ways of, you know, finding the game and discoverability. Right now, is this something that you would recommend small indie teams try out? Yeah, yeah, sure. Like I would, how I would do it is I would start with one platform, something that feels uh, feels closest. Like take a, take a look at a few of them uh, and, um one thing is that uh, right now facebook and beatsat are uh, open in the sense that anyone well with a small registration you have to like register your company and and, and go through like a, a short review that you are actually existing uh, legal entity so it's not like for individual person to but i mean you you would have some some uh, registration so and then you can you can start uh, uh, to to uh, Publish games there, but uh, uh, most of the platforms actually require that they accept your game. It's because they want to keep the kind of bad actors out of the platform. There are a lot of um, uh, there are a lot of kind of gold diggers that are looking for like uh, buying. You know, you can buy an HTML5 game with with a couple of thousand um, uh, euros, and then you just you know you know you just port it over, and you you're, you're trying to uh, so trying to strike gold, and then you are also uh, copying the same game, or, or there there are companies that are, for example, putting up the. Uh, I mean, the, the the games also like once you submit the game, it goes through a review, so that it's uh, it doesn't violate any of the um, of the kind of platform policies. But but then, but it's a very it's very it's a very technical review, like. Uh, Oh, like so that it doesn't like break anything, but uh, but you know then people have been changing the icon so that it's it it has a I don't know SpongeBob or Angry Bird or you know something that they clearly don't have a license for, and yeah. and um, then this kind of a uh, uh, creates this um, frustrating bad quality content there, mm -hmm. which uh, if if that kind of a content is the first thing you see on the platform, it will not give you a good picture of of what the what the platform can offer you, so. So a lot of the platforms are are fighting against that kind of abuse uh, from from like this gold digger developments that that don't don't take it too seriously and don't like put really effort on, on actually developing a game like for the platform. So uh, so that's why most of the platforms are something that you have to kind of uh, pitch a game to them 
and then if they like it, they'll they'll accept it. And and that's I mean, if you are a serious developer making a quality game, that's that's not too difficult. Um, uh, but it's it's just like this uh, this very uh, low level thing, uh, copyright issues. That, that that's what they want to keep out. Yeah, I mean, we see that all the time. You know, we see it, it's it's bad on Android too, and and you get the point where these ads are like bury the goblin in gold that's like nothing to do with the game i mean it's we we do see a lot of that and those those people who are ripping off ips are notorious and we know that they're out there so it, in one way it's good that these platforms are doing that level of curation you know i understand that some developers aren't going to be happy because you know their game even could be original they just didn't get picked but you know, it's that level of curation that that keeps it from being just completely taken over by scam titles. Yeah. Are the platforms yeah. you know, financing any of these development, or you know, are there publishers that that do that, or is it all pretty much, you know, you do it, the developers do it on their own? Uh, mostly, developers do it on their own. Like they're they're um, uh, well, uh, there can be. Um, like partner deals, like we've, we've done deals as well, where we cooperate with a, a bigger company who, who then can um, uh, carry some of the financial risk of the development. So, so yeah, you can do a partnerships uh, with bigger companies or, or publishing companies. Um, but I guess that's very uh, individual deals at this point. There's no, um, like, like one big publisher that would kind of like a, uh, be focused on this area, I would say, at least not, not that I that I can think of right now. Um, so yeah, mainly it's it's by the developers and and still about this kind of curation of the platform. So Facebook is also uh, has been moving towards to be more curated. Uh, like they started last year this minimum performance policy. Like until you reach certain amount of users, for example. Um, you can only use rewarded ads and your interstitial ads start to work only after like uh, 3,000 uh, monthly active bears. And, and this is, these are the things that they are trying to like uh, get rid of the um, not so good games trying to just rip, rip off the platform. Uh, and uh, they are kind of moving towards this more partnered model as well. But I think it's really good for the platform because that will increase the quality and kind of um, give a better view for the players, and then it will be better for the for the developers as well to to get more profit out of it. All right. So forgive me if I missed this because you know, like like I said, she had to come in, and then she had to hang out for five minutes, and then my four legged assistant had to go back out. It, are is is QuickSave looking to do publishing? You know, if, if there's developers out there who have HTML games, but they have no idea how to tackle this market, you know. Can they come to you all? Are you looking to do outside titles? So uh, we we have been doing kind of partnerships and cooperation with other companies in actually several different ways. So so certainly, yeah, if you are if you are serious about about working on this market and 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 doing something, yeah, you can reach out to us and and we can see what what can be done. Um, we, uh, for example, what we have done on the on the tools side is like there are uh, HTML5 game engines out there, and we actually uh, we are using uh, Pixie.js as our graphics engine. But then on top of uh, Pixie, we uh, created our own like uh, editors. Like we have a UI editor that that we uh, 
we have and we have our own backend as well for, for, for running the titles and, and, and something uh, like the build pipeline and, and these kind of technical components. So we have um, we have a couple of studios that are, are kind of like uh, also taking the benefits out of this, this uh, tool set and, and, and we, we have a cooperation going on or then there's different models uh, that we've uh, cooperated with. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, um, happy to happy to talk about it as well. Uh, but it's but it is it's yeah, um, it is definitely an interesting market for um, for companies that uh, are looking to kind of new opportunities because, um, as you said as well, like the user discovery, the app store, that's that's terrible. And here there are ways to kind of uh, do that a bit differently. And and so for someone who who has in, uh, Kind of an iPhone innovative design on, and and wants to do social um, social games. Then this this can be a really good opportunity. Yeah, it's it's the sheer number of games getting launched. It's like I get an email at the first of the week, one from Steam and one from the Nintendo Store, showing how many titles. It's like you've got 200, 300 games launching a week on Steam. You know, and so a lot of these new markets are good places for the developers to be, but they don't. You know, because it's so new, there's not really a, an understood way to to get yeah. the market and to promote it right and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do think there's still, uh, yeah, gap in the overall knowledge. Also, that the market data set because there's so little out there. It's it's you, you, it's hard to benchmark. Like if you release a title, like what is the how how does it uh, how does it compare? Um, but yeah, but it's it's overall. I, I don't think it's, uh, it's it's as complex as we make it sound. Like, uh, um, uh, well, I, I guess technically the biggest thing is that if you've only uh, been using Unity, like Unity has a web port, but it's it's too heavy, so you cannot use that uh, Unity web port to make the game. Um, the initial download for the title should be fast. I guess that's the same in App Store. Like if you download, take a huge time, the players don't, don't, don't wanna, uh, they, 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 it takes more for them to wait. But uh, but here as well, like you can have uh, a large title with a lot of content, but you should be not downloading a huge package in the beginning, but rather than download it as, as, the, as the player is already playing the title. I was just looking confused because I have YouTube open over here and I saw Gabriella's question come up and I'm looking at our screen and I'm like, there's no question here. Why? Apparently there's about a 30 second delay, but we got a question. Um, I'm curious, do these games go through any age rating agencies such as the IARC? Do the platforms make it mandatory to get an age rating on the games? Um, I don't know that any of the platforms would require age rating. They do have uh, eight ratings within the apps. So um, I believe Facebook is 13 years currently, I think so. So, so basically that should be the, uh, the kind of a guidance that uh, I, I would be a bit careful on putting like how, how um, how much blood and gore you would, you would actually <laughs> would have in the title. So these kind of things, it's like, I, I would be a bit careful. And then if we talk about WeChat in China, certain things like, uh, uh, I, I think zombies are fine, but skeletons are not. And, and you know, China has- You're gonna have zombies, but you can't have skeletons. 
Yes, yes. So, so these things like the, the culturally, um, just the things like in China market, that would, that would obviously go for WeChat as well. And then, um, uh, yeah, how we've been looking at it is, is we look at the at, uh, app, app kind of age limits and, and we make it like, uh, you know, we haven't done anything that would be would be more than 30 plus in a way. So uh, I, was, I was like, they have to be doing something. Otherwise, Facebook would be absolutely slammed full of porn games at this point in time. You know, so there's something. Yeah, so in that's, there. that's definitely not allowed. So yeah. that's that's in the terms and conditions like no, uh, no porn and, uh, and no actual gambling uh, like uh, like social casino. Fine. But uh, no, no, uh, but not not real money gambling. Gotcha. Yeah. The, um, that's interesting because that's a whole other market in there too that I didn't think about. But the social casino games, I mean, they do well in that demographic anyway. With your experience with with the Rambo title, you know, in particular, or as an example, or however we want to phrase this, do you see the licensed titles doing better than the unlicensed original IP? You know, it, it seems like you know, from my experience in the industry something that has this level of virality in it would be a haven for IPs and, and, and marketing games and, and, and that sort of stuff. I mean, is, is that true? Um, yeah, they, they can, can work very well, but I think it's, it's the same as in the, um, uh, in, in other platforms as well that you, you need to put, put in some care that the, that the brand is actually corresponds with the game and everything works well and and so uh, but so yeah uh, yeah it's a, it's a good place to kind of uh, find the fans of, uh, of certain uh, uh, IPs yeah so, I mean are there obviously Lions film is but I mean are there a lot of media company movie studios that are are looking at this as a marketing vehicle or is it still relatively too new to them um so I, i'd say like a lot of the um uh, like 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 ip companies uh, would be interested like they are basically looking to to profit from their ips so if there are new markets and new possibilities for kind of uh, franchising that so yeah they, they they would be interested um uh, i'd say on the on the developer side it's still um like the, the bigger bigger studios that are are currently leading on the uh, on the app store. They they've been quite careful at, at this point on like how to approach this market. They've uh, uh, they've done like partnerships with companies that are actually like uh, you know helping them on on, on titles and, um, uh, and and such. But they haven't like internally uh, not not many of them. Um, I guess Jung is an exception because Jung obviously has a history with social games, so they have. Uh, at least in instant games, they have the words with friends uh, there, and uh, and there's another game that I'm forgetting. Uh, so not a lot of releases from them either, but uh, but they have a they have a few there. But it, is the revenue that you're seeing in these games? I mean, that's that's what I would anticipate that the hesitation is with these big companies. If they're having if they're actually successful in traditional mobile apps, are is the revenue that they're going to see from a chat even going to you know, tick on the clock for them, or yeah, yeah, that 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 is obviously like you 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 need to have a high level of success to for for them to 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 make make a difference, and uh, uh, I see that it's it's clearly uh, 
clearly the, the, the opportunity is there because the users are there, the monetization is there. I'd say that the market right now, it's it's been still in a, such an emerging state that there has been a lot of um, uh, changes also. Like, for example, looking at Facebook, that was the first one that started this, this new wave. Um, they've been doing, uh, you know, a couple of times a bigger change within the platform that kind of has shifted on the or like what kind of a game will be successful. So then um, like there has been some like branded games that were kind of like uh, going for certain strategy and then actually it, it, it was shifting. So uh, like for example, the games when they first started out, they were working in the Facebook Messenger. And then um, in 2019, they moved the, the, from Messenger to the Facebook main app, which is actually better because the people in the main app, the Facebook app, um, are there more to be entertained. They are there to like, okay, I'm having a bit sport, like give me something. Oh, there's a game. Whereas people are using the Messenger app are more like directly, you know, want to get something said to someone, you know, there's a message to be delivered. So. So like a lot of these changes that Facebook has done are like, I, actually I agree on all of them that they've been very good moves. But then again, if you were optimizing a game uh, prior to the change, the messenger, and now it changes, it, it, it may have affected that. So 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 there, there, there has been a challenge of like, how do you actually uh, decide it? Now I see that it's, it's quickly maturing and I can see there are new players like just in the past six months that are, are starting to do development for the market. So um, so I think we will see a growth in like uh, actual actual good quality uh, extensive titles on the platform as well now. So what do you see, you know, going later on into 2021 here, what do you see as one of the goals or one of the coolest things you expect to come out of you know these titles in the next 12 months so i'm i'm uh, looking forward to a title that is that is really talked about like you know um uh, the super mario of instant games or or you know something that really um people hear about the title and then are, they are like oh so where can i play this um so so that kind of like a, a bigger breakthrough um, hasn't happened yet. And I, I think that's one reason why it's not so many people or developers know that, that the platform is there. There are already games that are that are doing doing good money and, and, and being successful, but it's still a bit under the radar. And I think this kind of uh, 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 titles with bigger uh, publicity, that will be uh, that will be a key to kind of uh, spread the knowledge as well you shouldn't be here talking about it then that way you all can get all of the market share and you don't have to worry about, you know, everybody else finding it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that would be one, one way to put it, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's more about the, actually, I, 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 I welcome the competition that there's a, there's a good uh, quality titles that that will be that will be good for all of us when there's there's more titles there's so many categories to to cover and 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 also um yeah there's there's so many so many apps and, and, and different possibilities that there's a lot of space um and it's it's new ways to tell stories i mean and that's one of the best things about games in the first place i mean now more than ever we have so many opportunities for 
developers to get out there with a, with their own voice and their own story. I mean, like literally with voice games coming out of the smart speakers. And, you know, now that this market has matured with, with the chat-based games, and it's not just literally a chat-based game anymore, it's full-blown HTML5 games in there. There are opportunities, but that's why we love having, you know, folks like you on the show is to, because a lot of people don't know it. And it's like, okay, well, even if their market exists, is it worth us getting into? Is it worth us trying? And I think, you know, if you're a small developer out there and you're contemplating making a mobile free-to-play game, that's just dangerous in the first place simply due to the hurdles. I mean, this is something that you should absolutely look at because it's you don't have as many titles out there and you can be a little more original. And you should call mm -hmm. Alina and they'll help you, you know, get it done. So <laughs> did, did we did we miss anything? Is there anything else that you want to add? Because this is very much an open area and, and I could keep asking questions, but you know, we are hitting up to be our, our hour here and I want to make sure that we get everything covered. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me uh take a look at my notes. Um I, you you I, came to the show with notes. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, certainly. Um, I, I think we have covered all the all the main uh, main kind of topics. Uh, but but as you said, like th th there's opportunities to be to be original and 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 look at like different. Uh, uh, different uh, genre or different uh, uh, market sector or different app, like what which app you want to start with, and, and there's well, a lot I mean, of that's, a, that's probably a good question. It's like you know, you said that Facebook is the one that most people are going to be most recognized, but but what are the pros and the cons of starting out and focusing on some of the specific platforms? It's it's like you know, if you're going to yeah. pick one, why why would you pick that one? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Facebook certainly it's a it's a big user base, uh, and and it has it's the first one, so it has a lot of uh, fairly advanced uh, social features. Actually, uh, some of the others are are not quite don't offer as much variety with the social features. Uh, but then also WeChat, but I guess WeChat it does have a bit of a language and social barrier, uh, a business barrier in the sense that actually for WeChat you can launch a game that has ads without the Chinese ISBN number. So that's that's also the great thing about if you want to go to China, you know, in the mobile app store, you need always the ISBN number. Mm -hmm. For the WeChat games, you don't need it if you don't have um, in-app purchases. So, uh, of course, or, or or was it was it also reminded that? It, it, was, it was certain things in the monetization you, you cannot have, but then you can launch it, and then you will already see, and then, uh, you can kind of start the process of, uh, of of the ISBN number, which you will will eventually want to have. But but so these are uh, so the Chinese market does have these like uh, how do you, how to have a business that for that you would need like a publisher who has a business entity there. But I think as a market, it's uh, it's super interesting and technically the the the, um, the interface is open, so you can go and you can start developing. It's just like. The publishing, the business process is, is a bit harder. Um, Snapchat, uh, super interesting. Uh, Snapchat is going around uh, different game conferences quite actively, telling about their platform, their Snap games, and, and how it works. You do need to be a partner. You do have to be accepted to your title to, to get into Snap, but they are very openly uh, out there. 
and, and so they are they're quite easy to reach to, to, to pitch to them. Uh, then there's the, the Russell platforms, the V contacts, and uh, uh, OK. Um, that's that's an abbreviation of something I can can't remember, but BK and OK, uh, and uh, they are. So uh, we, we're looking to uh, looking looking uh, for for that as well, and it's something that um, it's fairly similar to how like Facebook is running the titles. It's just a different market sector, and and I do think similar titles would uh, would work on there. It's just you have to localize to Russia as well, but that's that's not a big deal. Um, then there's some other platforms in Asia. There's Line. Um, and Kakao line is in Japan, Kakao is in, in South Korea. And there they also have like a huge uh, penetration of the market overall. I think it's something ridiculous, like 95% of South Koreans are on Kakao or something. So it's, it, it's like really like a wow. app that they use. Line, um, you know, uh, outsources games to, to developers. So, so they, you can make a deal with Line to, to get a game there. Kakao does a lot of the development in-house, so they have their own Kakao game studio. Um, I don't know a lot of corporations that they've done. I know like some, but so, so it's possible, but it's it's not. That's one of the, one of the hardest. Uh, Viber, oh yeah, um, Viber is actually super uh, popular. Uh, they are, I think, the fifth or sixth biggest messenger app. Uh, although not, 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 a lot of people may not know about Viber, but they introduced the games. Uh, I don't know, maybe a year ago, a bit more. And they have a, a very similar also interface to, to Facebook with how the social features work and how do you monetize. So, so quite interesting. Uh, but there's, then there's also like other uh, platforms that offer some kind of an HTML5 layer on top of which you can develop. For example, Twitch, uh, Twitch has the uh, extensions that is HTML5 based platform. And there you can, um, you can monetize that through the through the bits and um, and so actually that's a potential platform to kind of release a game top of the stream and uh, and yeah so so we're looking at a lot of these like social places I can see that in the future HTML5 um, with the coming of the 5G networks and you know a lot of the all the kind of cloud gaming streaming that you know a lot of people talk about this is this is a version of cloud gaming because you're not installing it locally you're kind of running the content uh through the uh internet so so i see that there there will be other uh other possibilities like beyond the social apps for us now the social apps are the focus because of the virality and and, and a lot of the, the side benefits but uh, there's also like handset manufacturers that are starting to have their own stores like Samsung, Huawei, uh, Oppo, Vivo. They already have like their own little, it's in a five game catalogs within their phone when you purchase that phone. Um, so in that sense, I see the HTML5 as a, as a growing market as well. But, um, but yeah, uh, right now focused on the, on the social side. That brings up a, a good question. Is the growth of things like Stadia and GeForce Now and when Microsoft launches xCloud where you can basically fire up your phone and play the same games that you're playing on, you know, consoles now, is, is that going to be a major threat to the market or is that something that, you know, everybody is going to end up existing side by side because their demographics are, are too far apart? 
Yeah, I, I'd say it's going to be existing side by side. Uh, there's going to be, uh, um, I, I'm sure that there's going to be some overlap within the offering, but uh, then again, uh, there's going to be some unique things as well on like how, um, how for example, the social functionalities work and, and some things that are, are possible within the within the social apps that would be harder in, in a standalone uh streaming streaming environment potentially but i do think they will mix and i think i think there, there's also interesting kind of a uh yeah um kind of mixing and, and coexisting gonna gonna happen yeah yeah the, the, the whole growth of 5g and, and faster internet and all that stuff is is going to make things very interesting but Alina, thanks for coming. This is fantastic. You know, I really appreciate it. And so I hope you will come back later in the year or maybe even do one of our conferences to give us some more detail on this stuff, because it is, it, it's a new market that people need to be aware of. And it's a, it's an opportunity out there. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It was, it was really fun to be here. My pleasure. So to everybody out there, we'll be back next week. Uh, we have on the Indie Game Business side just announced our line of masterclasses. So if you want to get a little deeper understanding of a lot of the business and marketing stuff in the industry and you don't want to pay $1,000, uh, we've got some very affordable solutions that we just announced. But otherwise, we will see you soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at indiegame.business.